Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. I stride into the guild hall. I'm more machine than man. <laughs> on my left arm is the Vile Thrower 3000. I'll come up with a better name. Don't worry, guys. I shake your hand and I'm like, excuse me, sir. Have you seen my friend Tokus? Now feeling much more prepared and better trained and stronger in every way, you head off to meet the caravan. You set out and first mile puts you just outside of town. You feel a familiar rumble. Something in front of the second cart bursts up. The Ankeg rears back and spits a stream of acid straight into your face. The other one reaches over and bites you, and you are grappled. I'll start running in that direction. On my way, I will cast Sleep on the Ankeg. The Ankeg waves back and forth, and then falls down onto the ground. We go to Elbrit and report in. Job well done. Everyone is safe. I am certain that greater dangers await us further down the trail. So the fight now over. Uh, everyone returns back to their wagons. They check for damage and calm down the horses. After a few minutes, long enough for you to cut the head off of your respective Ankeg, the caravan resumes its travel into town. Up the hill to Kaplan Hill. Kaplan Hill. Kaplan Hill. I make sure Tokus knows that it's his job to cut off the Ankeg head. I was about to break into that like history show. Jingle. Oh, um, I'm just oh, a yeah, bill. Yeah. What's it called? On Capitolin Hill. Something rock. Uh, education rock. Schoolhouse rock. Schoolhouse rock. Schoolhouse rock. Yeah. Brian, we need you because you're the bard. I'm just an on keg. Capitolin Hill. Capitolin Hill. On Hill. Okay. So we go up the hill to, the, to Kaplan Hill? Yes. To Kaplan Hill. Yeah, I have to sing it every time, thing. Just like we say, Nafton, where the road splits every time we go into Nafton. So that's the new jingle. And just like you go and tease Olaf every time you go into Nighton. Into Nighton. Yeah, We're not yeah. teasing Olaf. He's a dear, dear friend. Thank you very much. Voice in the sky. <laughs> we are giving him our best love and admiration. Yeah, we're going to visit a good friend. Mm-hmm. And we paid for that glass that we made him break, even though he's clumsy. <laughs> that's right. All right. So you arrive in the town. People are heading about their regular evening business. And there's the guard station just a little ways inside. And you can get this kind of rotting smell coming from around the guardhouse. <laughs> there's just a pile of donkey heads. We're dragging ours at the end of a rope just through the dust. <laughs> behind us, just this bloody mess of a head. Um, do you go up to the guardhouse? Yeah, and we'll fling it into the pile. Yeah, you. when you get closer, you can see there's like two dozen of these heads just kind of piled up behind the house. <laughs> wow. Go, Rody. We want to make sure we get paid for yeah. it, though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Don't go flinging any heads yet. Yeah, I fling I? it in, and they're like, oh, so just one head? No, I just flung three in there. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was definitely three. All right, so as you come up, you see one of the guards notices you dragging the head behind you, along with the other people who are coming with you, the other caravan guards. And he's like... Well, it looks like we've got two more. Uh, just a minute, I'll fetch your gold. And he heads back inside before you even get close to the house. Oh, thanks. Is it just me, or is he not impressed by what we did, guys? I, he doesn't nope. look too impressed. Not even kind of. But when your entire job is accepting the heads of insectoid beasts all day <laughs> long, you probably get less impressed over time. 
I can't imagine that morale is high in, in this job. <laughs> his job at least seems better than that miner we met. Remember him? No, that's true. <laughs> what was his name? The one with the broken leg at the bottom of a mine, surrounded by monsters. Nibrin. Nibrin. Yeah, Nibrin was such a depressing, like existence only because you made him that way so bad for that guy <laughs> we've already passed through Lytx cross so yeah oh, i'm sure we didn't see him while we were there no i'm sure he made sure of that why would we want to shaba he just seems like such a debbie downer well he never knew his life was so hopeless until we kind of pointed it out <laughs> until we told him it was yeah <laughs> I hope he didn't go through some sort of existential crisis <laughs> without us. Maybe he read some books. No, I think we should go and pay him a visit and bring him a birthday cake and be like, sorry we missed your birthday, but here's a cake. But what and, if it is his birthday? And it's got some gold pieces in it. Oh, no. Then, <laughs> then we could just be like, oh, that was today? Okay. We're psychic. And then we put some gold pieces in it so that he has a better life. <laughs> <laughs> he chokes Bakes on it. Gold into <laughs> the, he chokes on the gold, gold. coins into the cake. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh No matter what happens, this guy's life is just doomed for failure <laughs> Yeah, at every turn Poor Nevrin I was merely going to say that maybe he is depressed But the cake idea was a good idea We should always find an excuse for cake That's true Yeah, maybe on our way back, let's pencil that in Let's, on our schedule I'm looking forward to more of these corporate funded vacations From page 76B mm-hmm. We haven't been on even the first one Those vacations where we have to fight stuff and walk a long time? Yeah, no, the corporate, the, the paid ones, those are after 20 years of service. I want to be sipping on something alcoholic on the beaches of the Isles of Dawn. The Isles of the Dawn, oh. that's right. In the near future, <laughs> paid for by the company. A drink with an umbrella in it? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the best kind. Yeah, after 20 years of contiguous service, that uh, time starts to build up. So you can start using that uh, vacation <laughs> time around then. Oh, the point system? Yeah, yeah. I could redeem them. It begins to accrue after 20 years of service, yeah. yeah. So you're almost there, Chuckus. You, get, you got a good start. <laughs> Only 19 and a half more years. 20 years is a drop in the bucket for a gnome's life. Exactly. So. <laughs> Shaba might not be so lucky. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. So my notes have Isles of the Dawn, a group of islands off the east coast of Ilthrod, known for their abundance of wild-growing fruits and beautiful beaches. Mm. <laughs> yep. And beautiful girls wearing, wearing hula skirts, right? Gnomes, gnomish girls Gnomes wearing girl. hula skirts. Absolutely. Yep. Nothing like fruits on the beach with, with hula skirts on. Wait. You guys don't know what it's like. My species is like half extinct now. So like I, I, beggars can't be choosers when it comes to hula wearing gnomish girls. I mean, Only so many to choose from. There's lots of halflings in the sea. You know, the other option is you can always just make up features of the, of the world on the spot like I did. The Towers of Arconomica. Yeah. Oh, what, pretend that there are gnomish cities? We still have to visit there, too. That's a destination vacation. That's a bucket list item, for sure. I've got that building in the back of my mind on what's actually there and where it is and everything. (laughs) Yeah, I think the Towers of Arconomica are like the third wonder of the world. Something like that. Because, like, the other four haven't been built yet. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a gnomish uh, construction, actually. Well, does your average person know where the towers are actually located, or is it one of those, like, rumors? Mythical. Mythical, yeah. I think it's probably something that only Aslo has actually heard of. Yeah, it's probably something I heard of in bard school. It's one of those legendary places that's never been found. It, like, teleports itself or, like, shrouds (laughs) itself in mist. Yeah, Yeah, as soon as you walk up to it, it teleports away. (laughs) No one's ever actually been You are not worthy (laughs) to read the books that are here, and it just... There's, like, an ancient wizard who lives in there and just keeps teleporting it away. (laughs) 
I don't want any. <laughs> we didn't order pizza. <laughs> Someday we'll get there, maybe. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound very helpful. So decisive of you, think. Uh, all right, continuing on with what's actually happening. Yeah. I feel like I say that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, our, our team just... Daydreams a lot. Yeah, like, we tend to live. Like, where the, did the day go? Not in the real, in the in the hypothetical. Yeah. So the guard's just been standing out in front of the guardhouse for like five minutes while you're just staring <laughs> off into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> daydreaming again, like the thought bubble. Yeah, we're having a collective daydream. There's little thought bubbles, and we're all connected to the same one. <laughs> and Stripey like taps into that thought bubble, yeah, dream bubble, and tears everything apart and ruins it. And he brings us back to reality because right. he's the only one that. Has a sense of time management. But they're all like the cartoony versions of ourselves, and they're all kind of like stop motion-y. <laughs> so the guard comes back out and extends his hand with the six gold for you, hands it to Shaba, since you're the one who's actually dragging the head. Hey, thanks for the six gold. I snatch it out of his I hand. G- no, I give it. it to you, Asley. No <laughs> need to take it. I know who this belongs to, believe me. <laughs> And he gives the other guards their six gold also. It wouldn't be something that we did unless you got a, the biggest cut of it. That's true. Very true. Six gold, you said? Yep. And he says, will you be perhaps sticking around helping to hunt some more? Uh, probably not. We're moving through. we got places to be. Yeah, we're on a mission for dwarfiness. Maybe on the way back. Yeah, maybe on the way back. Well, at this rate, I suspect they'll probably all be cleared out within the next couple of weeks. Oh, that's good. That's good news. People are really moving on this, huh? Yeah, well, we got enough travel through the road that it's kind of important. People see the need and they take care of it. I bet your cows will be happy about that. I bet you they will reward you handsomely with fresh milk (laughs) as they are wont to do. And meat. (laughs) <laughs> to meet They'll sacrifice themselves on the edges of your blades To feed your starving children Thank you for saving us from the oncakes Now please eat us <laughs> Actually wait a minute guys Maybe we should heed what he's talking about I ended up with three vials of oncakes Sorry, three acid flasks yeah. That's pretty decent haul mm-hmm. For just a couple of oncakes I mean, I mean they're pretty big that reminds me, there was another rule thing that I just read. For harvesting bug parts? Yeah, for harvesting from animals and such. I think it was like a DC 20 nature check. Jeez. Oh. Well, that's perfect, because I have a plus three to nature. Ooh. With proficiency. <laughs> Dang, that sucks. So do I have to roll a d20 to see how much of that I actually gathered? Uh, no, we can just say moving forward, that's what it'll be. Hmm. Wow, that sucks. That's really hard to do. What do you mean? It means you could potentially just not, just like ruin a sample really easily. You have a very, like a 15% chance of actually being able to harvest something. What? But my nature's plus three. Yeah, but you need a yeah, 20. So you have to roll a 17. I have to roll a 20? You have to, you have to roll, roll a, 17 a 17 or more. Well, we better get to killing onkegs if I'm going to get any more acid flasks. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to kill a whole lot of, a lot of things. Wait, Shaba, what's your nature check? Dude, I don't even know, man. I haven't even looked at my character sheet in a good minute. Um, it's plus three as well. Oh, man. Do you have a good nature check, Aslo? No, I've got a plus one. That's a really tough DC. So, the rule here says, The creature must be incapacitated or dead, and the harvesting requires 1d6 minutes, followed by a DC 20 intelligence nature check. Ugh, that's so bad. It's rough. Just takes the fun out of it. On a successful check, the character harvests enough poison for a single dose. On a failed check... 
You're unable to extract any poison. If you fail by five or more, the character is subjected to the creature's poison. Oof. Oh, rough. Yeah, that makes it, like, not even worth it to do anymore. And that's, like, your, your character's thing. Well, so Thane was talking about in the context of poisons and acids and that kind of bile, I imagine. It's harvesting anything from a, a creature. Anything. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Well, can more than one character in the party make an attempt to harvest a monster? And risk poisoning themselves? Yes. Technically, we can all risk poisoning well, ourselves. we could learn, like, some spells to remove the poison. <laughs> Couldn't we? Or, or some... Why are you laughing? Uh, because, it, I mean, it doesn't... Like, we don't want to just use our limited spell slots to just not get poisoned when we harvest Very stuff. Very limited spell slots. Yeah. We need a magical item to fall from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't disagree that what we've been doing in the past is too easy, which was, I just do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. All right, so we get our gold. Yep, he hands you the gold, and says... Well, for as long as you're around, happy hunting. Thank you. And same, and happy head collecting to you. Any uh, any news around town? Other than Ankegs eating every living thing in sight? <laughs> Not much new to speak of. I mean, everyone's heard rumors about stuff happening out east, but that hasn't gotten here, thankfully. Did you hear the rumor about the big caravan passing through town on their way to Glenhammer? Big news. Caravans come through here all the time. Yeah, but this caravan is special because it's full of uh, skilled and handsome warriors uh, who are seeking their fortune and would be fine entertainment to be seen at the local tavern tonight. I heard that half of the guards on that caravan were part of the Sapphire Sabres. Truth be told. <gasps> you know, I think I heard that same really? thing. Really? Well, uh, little small person. What's what's your name? And I pretend like we don't know each other, even though he saw us walk up together. <laughs> I just raise my eyebrow and, and stare at you. I look back at the guard and I say, "If you know anybody who would like to have a good time tonight, send them to the tavern, because chances are those adventurers will be there." What kind of adventurers are you describing here? Because that sounds uh, pretty uh, salacious. I'm talking about adventurers who have steel hearts and uh, soft brains <laughs> um, and a, uh, a devilish wit and a penchant for good times and good mead. So I think there it sounds like a good time to me. I'll be there. Surprisingly, he doesn't seem to get the whole idea that you're talking about yourselves. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that, this went better than I expected. <laughs> Tell everyone you know. Because I rolled a three. <laughs> so, he's like, oh, well, these people sound interesting. Maybe I should meet them when I get off duty. <laughs> I'd say you should. It's not every day you get the opportunity to fraternize with legendary adventurers. <laughs> After all... Perhaps. But in the meantime, have a good night. You too. All right, let's go back to the caravan and see what Elbert wants to wants us to do with our time, if anything. Anything you need help with, Elbert, before we uh, pop off here for the night? Nothing else tonight. We're just taking the most important goods inside while we set up our beds and rest. 
Very good, very good. Glad to, I'd make my voice a little deeper to match hers. <laughs> Are you sleeping at the caravan tonight, my lady? Of course not. I stay in the inns. Oh, oh. yes. That obviously... Excuse him for asking. He doesn't understand. <laughs> yes, excuse uh, me. <laughs> um, can you uh, go over with us again? What what was the route that we're going to be taking to Glenhammer? Are we... So you know that t- the place, uh, Nafton, I believe it's called, where the road splits? Are we going <laughs> to... Um, are we going to take that split, or are we going to keep going? We'll be continuing east from Nafton. Okay. So that's where the way we've never been before, right? Right. Okay. Nafton. The way we've never gone. Mm, yeah. So true. But also where the road splits. So we'll pass through Millersfield, Brentley Gate, Blickton, uh, Mount Veridel, and finally Glass Rock in Glenhammer. That is mm. a lot of places and sounds yeah. awesome. Can't wait. And then we head back. Okay. After a couple of days. So wheat. Well, guys. Well, also, Albert, what's the best tavern in town? The one that I go to. Which is? The Grand Swill House. The Grand Swill House. Grand Swill House. A finer establishment there never was. You know, Elbert, this has been bothering me. I've been meaning to ask you. Pardon pardon the rudeness here. You wouldn't happen to be betrothed, married, <laughs> would you? What's a dwarf like you doing in this part of town? Because <laughs> you have a lot of bling in your beard, and I mean, one of those rings might be a wedding ring. I have no idea how dwarves do it. <laughs> What's a beardy young woman like you doing living a life like this? I didn't want to say it that way, Shaba. <laughs> I find the, the time spent on the road traveling seems to preclude much time for romance. But what if there didn't need to be romance? See, I know this guy, dwarf guy... His name's Greth. He's a sea dwarf. <laughs> and uh, you Ooh, see... We're playing the old role of Cupid, are we? You wouldn't be able to hang out with him all that often. In fact, you guys lead very different lives. But every once in a while, you could come together over a flagon of mead, swap stories. <laughs> you know what? Next time we see him, I'll introduce you. Wow. Perhaps if I happen to be in town. But I know many dwarves back in Glenhammer... So I don't think I'm exactly wanting for that. Yeah, but none of them are quite like Greth. I mean, he's a real something. <laughs> Tokus, is this like an asking for a friend kind of situation? No, no. I, I, you know, you might not realize this, Aslo, but I like to play matchmaker. Really? I am having a hard time believing that. Tokus, here's what this is. This is, you only know two dwarves, and one of them's a male and the other's a female, and so you're like, hey. <laughs> hey, I've got a friend who's a dwarf. We could make another dwarf, just in case they go extinct or something. Uh. That's, that's really funny. Like, I, I just imagine, like, if we do find another gnome, like, and it's female, like, Tokus is just going to go crazy. Like, yes, we can save our species. <laughs> right? Please go on a date with me, because we have to save our race. And Greth and Elbert couldn't possibly be worse matched. He's off at sea constantly. She's off on caravans all the time in the opposite direction. <laughs> they'll never, they'll very rarely get to see each other. Hey, that might work out well. Not to mention, she's constantly trading it with Glenhammer. Which and he, he hates. specifically said not to bring them up in his presence. Yeah, he hates uh, Glenhammer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. These guys are match made in some, somewhere I don't want to think about. <laughs> match made in Tokus's mind. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> Which, exactly. Uh, exactly. That's a place I right. don't want to think like about. Said. All right, let's, let's head out to the old Swill House, shall we? Let's. 
let's have a fun time. The Grand Swill House. Yeah, the the Grand Old Swill House, which somehow lives up to both halves of its name, <laughs> being especially large and especially shabby looking. Yeah, nice. You smell a kind of this lower grade alcohol everywhere, making messes on everything. <laughs> but not like you haven't seen worse. We've seen as worse as it gets. <laughs> How crowded is the place? There's a decent sized crowd here, probably, let's say, a couple dozen here. All right, let's find ourselves a table, shall we? Yeah, we make ourselves at home. The barmaid approaches you and says, What can I get you, fine folks, this evening? She sounds excited to be here. I'll come back once you've decided. (laughs) And she gives you about that long to decide, and since nothing happens, she leaves. I look around the bar and see if anything catches my eye. Should I make a roll? Sure. Perception. That is a 20. Okay, well, you see a few members of the caravan that you were in are also here, along with Elbert. It looks like there's another caravan, probably, that's passing through And they're all enjoying their meal and drinks and talking about trade and going over some of the books while they drink. Is there live music? There is not at the moment, but there is a stage. Haslo, hand me your loot, please. (laughs) (laughs) I say, I believe you have a drum. I do, but I don't have a loot. Well, this is the perfect time for us to make some extra bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I feel like you are... Really well suited to be a drummer, Shaba. You cannot just drum and expect anybody to pay attention. You have to have notes. Have you seen some of those street performers? Yeah. If you're a sick, gnarly drummer, then you can make some serious cash. Just go for like a 15-minute drum solo. It'll be awesome. But nobody will hear as though we need music. We need notes, melody. Mm. You know how this works. Drumming is kind of like a, a melody. No, I mean, seriously, do you know how this works, this lute that you have? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I yeah. need you to teach me how to play it right now. <laughs> right now? that We don't have that kind of time, Shaba. Do we have to do music? Couldn't we just have someone go up on stage and do written word? Like, Aslo, <laughs> surely Spoken because word. you have a liberal arts degree, you wrote some poetry, did you not? Uh, I've, got a, I've got a song or two written that we could read as poetry, yeah. Okay, let's do it. And then we'll snap our fingers at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be like beat poetry. And let's follow that with a Three Stooges routine afterwards. Yeah, so I give um, Tokus one of my best poems. And then, Chaba, you can play the drum as like a like yeah, like yeah a beat poet duo. No, I'll beatbox. Well, no, you're supposed to, after I say a line, you're supposed to be like, dum, dum, and then I say another line. Oh, it's like that? It's not like a like a rap? It's a... No, yeah. Like, what's rap, Chaba? Yeah. Um... It's like when you talk really fast and people listen to it and like it. Mm. So it's <laughs> a great working definition. Uh, Shaba, let's workshop that and we'll uh, we'll come back to it later. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I have the perfect thing that we can do. And I, before I tell you guys my idea, I get up on stage. I'll wind up my parrot and let it go. <laughs> Surely that's entertaining. And then read Aslo's poem while I do the drum. Okay, so it starts flapping its wings and doing mechanical squawking sounds. Have you ever seen such a fine robot? People of the bar. <laughs> I address them. Someone nearby shouts up at you. He's like, stop that racket up there. What's all that screeching? <laughs> 
is Polly not to your liking? Her name's Polly. I've decided to name her Polly. <laughs> I've decided on the most stereotypical parrot name in existence. Yeah, but at least our, our listeners will remember <laughs> that her name is Polly. Yeah, I rip a page out of my um, poetry book and hand it to you. All right. <clears throat> I once killed a woman. By Aslo <laughs> No, not that poem. That's what you handed me. Oh, it's on the back. It's on the back. Okay. I, fl- I flip it over. It's a different poem. It's a different Guilt poem. Guilt by um, Aslo Tendertoe. A coming of age story. A halfling tale. All is dark. Shame. Regret. Uh, there once was this girl I fancied. <laughs> But I never thought that I'd have the chancy. <laughs> there, there was a dance, and I hoped for romance, but she never said yes. The end. Wow. That was a twist ending there. I surprised even myself. I wiped away a tear. Gosh, Aslo, that was so touching. What a story. You guys didn't snap your fingers like we talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I started yeah, I snapping. Thank you, and I take a, I take a bow, like a grand bow, for like five lines of poetry. <laughs> you see a couple people nearby just kind of look at you. <laughs> and then look away. I hop off the stage. What a sad young man you are. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't write this. This wasn't mine. He wrote it. I point to point, point at Aslo. I just keep snapping. Mm. Aslo. Mm. Mm. Aslo, I think it's time we had a very, very serious talk. Yeah, that was a really dark poem. I started reading the first one a little bit. L- yeah, listen, I know. that Those were different times. I was a different halfling back then. Okay. Well, it's, it was, it's partially about the poem, but also about, about your, your path in life. I'm really concerned for you, Aslo. My path? What do you mean? Because a little while back, <clears throat> maybe a week or two ago, you mentioned having to face up to what you had done. But I really feel like you're you're kind of uh, you're, you're kind of backing off of that. Look at this room. Look at this atmosphere. These people who clearly are in need of some good entertainment. You've been running from this fear of performing ever since you threw a knife into that lady's heart, and I mean that literally, not just like <laughs> spurning her romantically. I mean you literally threw a knife into her heart, if you'll recall. I do. I do. And I feel like. You're never going to face those fears or get over wh- what, how this event has scarred you if you don't start forcing yourself to, to just meet it head on. Hmm. You make a good point. Ooh, I have the perfect idea. What if we draw the curtains so they can't see you, but they can still hear you? But that's just playing into the fear. No, but Shaba, after he gets on stage and he starts playing, we'll draw the curtain. Shh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shh. Okay, okay, never mind. We didn't just say that. Wait, I just I just heard you say that. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. I whispered that. So you can have your back turned so that you won't know when the curtain opens. Therefore, you won't know that you're facing your fear even though that's what you need to do. Right, and I'll get out a cup and collect all the money. <laughs> Hmm. And we'll and we'll split it accordingly. Or I'll put the money in my wig. I'll hold up my wig. These are all great ideas, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that for the next couple of days and, and get back to you. <laughs> but Aslo, the night is young. It's tonight. Yeah, I warmed up the stage for you. Everybody's ready. That's true. That's true. The crowd is on like on the t- edges of their seats. They're waiting for something to happen, Aslo. You don't have to play music. You could do like a magic trick. 
pull Stripey out of your backpack. Aslo looks around the room with his eyes wide. You see that no one else in the room is paying any attention to you anymore? (laughs) (laughs) They're waiting for destiny to come knocking. And Aslo, you know what your name is? Yeah, you guessed it. Aslo? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Thanks. Yep. I I always knew my name was Aslo. Um... Yeah, I think in in Aslo's mind, he's sort of being taken in by Shaba's word and perceiving everybody in the tavern as if they're, like, expectantly waiting for for a new act. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, um, so yeah, I think think, uh, he'll pluck up his courage and grab his loot and uh, start making his way up onto the stage. Okay. Oh man, I can't believe this is happening. I'm like freaking yeah, out. Uh, Shaba, was this a bad idea? <laughs> no, 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 no. Is this this is like a great PTSD idea. For... This is gonna ha- really, really help him. Okay, Tokus. I put my hand on your shoulder. I'm like, okay. Uh, Elbert is sitting over there with some other people from the caravan. Okay, we need to get into the crowd and disperse ourselves. Okay, and then we need to start the. We need to get this momentum disperse going. Right. We need to build up the crowd. Yeah, we need to, no, get Elbert and all the other people from the caravan to help to say, like... Shaba, we'll probably have to bribe them for them to come stand. That's okay. I have, like, a bunch of gold, and I'm not doing anything else with it. Okay, I have some (laughs) money, too. All right, so... I'm going to go make a persuasion check on the guards with my money. (laughs) I'll I'll go over there with you, actually. (laughs) I'll go over with you. Oh, natural 20! Oh, man! But how much gold did I use? With natural 20, I'll say that as he's getting up on stage, you head over to the guards and start talking to him like, hey, you know, Aslo's about to get up there. You, yeah, my friend's going to play a you, song. You liked what he did before in the fight, right? You know him. Can we show him some support? Mm-hmm. Whatever. You encourage them. And they're all like, oh, yeah, I guess we can we can do that. Okay, so I, I guess Tokus would be more like, hey, Aslo's going to get on stage. You got to hurry. You got to get over there. It's going to start any second now. And here's some money. I'll go over to Elbert specifically, and I'll kind of like crouch down so that we're at eye level and I say this is a very important moment for Aslo he has he's a little very rusty intimate moment he yeah uh, he has not performed on stage in a very long time but he's a very talented musician and he deserves uh, I think our attention and so if you wouldn't mind just taking a moment out of your night to uh to show him some support as Toka said and uh just you know really let him know that you're that we're out here I think it would be really cool, and I think it would mean a lot to him. Oh, I forgot to mention, I have a negative two to my persuasion, so... Isn't that a technical 18? Yeah. Shaba, could you roll your persuasion also? Sure. Oh, I thought that was a really good speech, but I got a two. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, like, trip and fall on top of (laughs) her? Yeah, right? So anticlimactic. I really wanted to do something special for, for Asla. I rolled a three, and I have a negative one in persuasion. She's like, oh, I'm not all that interested in halfling music. It's never appealed to my ears. <laughs> so racist. <laughs> oh, maybe he knows some dwarven bar songs. I don't know. Yeah, we can definitely get him to play some dwarven tunes. I'm sure I'll be able to hear just fine from back here, thanks. No. But with, between the two of you, you get several of the other caravan members a little bit closer. Some of them stand up and walk over and get ready to listen. And as though you're sitting up there, I guess, tuning your lute and everything, getting ready to perform. Yeah. You get up on the stool and the mic goes, eh, you know, <laughs> squeaks. <laughs> and you're just looking out. 
As a cold sweat forms on your brow. Shaba, who's Mike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember Mike, the guy we made the amplification system for? So, yeah, that's right. I'm going to say, since this is kind of one of your big character flaws here, first, <laughs> before you perform, I'm going to have you make a wisdom save to see if you mm. can actually overcome that fear. Okay. Uh, it is a 10. I don't think that's good enough. <laughs> so you get up there, you start tuning your loot, and as you look out at the crowd, especially seeing a few of your caravanners coming up to watch you and listen more closely, you start to have this these waves of terror just wiping over you. And the camera does that thing where it like dollies back but zooms in at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the, the, the twilight zone of your mind. Yeah. You're all alone on stage and there's just miles and miles of stage yeah. and curtains <laughs> right. coming to like encircle you. Definitely start yeah. sweating. And uh, I start, like, trying to sing it uh, and play a song, and I'm like, Cause the player's gonna play, 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 and the hater's gonna hate, <laughs> oh, my hate, darling. hate, hate, hate. <laughs> And then I just start, like, shaking, and I, I freeze, and I can't play anymore. And I'm just staring at people. Shaba, I think we broke him. No, no, no. Aslo, you can do this. You can do this. <laughs> Come on, Aslo. You got this. I get out my fire starter, and I light it. I <laughs> Uh, Aslo starts feeling sick to his stomach and runs off stage. As several members of the audience break out into laughter as you run off stage. <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh, even worse. Oh, uh, this is real bad. <laughs> it's only made things worse. Welcome back to the Damage Guild podcast. Thank you. Uh, we're your hosts. I'm Jay Stout. And we are the rest of us, who you already know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's where you guys are supposed to say more things. So I'm Sean Abrams, a.k.a. Tokus Alton. And I'm Thane Bowman, a.k.a. Everyone Else. <laughs> That's right, and I'm uh, and I'm Brian Stout, who is Aslo, who is not everybody else that Thane is. <laughs> Technically, you are everyone else that Thane is not on the podcast. Uh, this is a special holiday episode of the Damage Shield podcast, as you have already surmised, no doubt. Um, welcome to 2019. Hey, hey, it's a brand new start for all of us. Um, so. We hope that you can put the mistakes of the last year behind you and look forward to being perfect and not making any this year. Right. Because I certainly am. I, for one, feel new and improved myself. Go ahead and start that new diet. Start the new diet. Go work out some. And then never do it after the first two weeks. But there is one thing that you're going to carry into next year. And you know what that is? Jay, a.k.a. Shabba Dabba Day. Uh, I, I do not know what that is. <laughs> Listening to the Damage Guild podcast. Ah, That's yeah. Bingo. Good thing I can read your mind. All good DMs can. You are the DM after all. You are all knowing, well, all seeing, <laughs> all thinking, and all feeling. You know all of Tokus's thoughts and desires. That is, yes. Listening to the Damage Guild podcast is your... It's your pathway to success in every area of your life. Um, I'm talking financially. I'm talking 
uh, spiritually. I'm talking emotionally. Listen, keep listening to the Damage Guild podcast, and we will guide you <laughs> as as unto a uh, spiritual mentor. Looks sure we need to put a big disclaimer on that. Only in the age that our fantasy is portrayed, yes, like only in that universe does all that apply. Right, in a fantastical sense. Sort of reminding me of that fortune cookie I got once that told me you will have success in every endeavor. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. He will never fail. Those are the lotto numbers you play, the, the numbers on the back. We are the fortune cookie of Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. We will guide you to new heights and new experiences in your fantasy imagination. Ooh, real quick, one of my best friends told me today that he was on episode 16, told me it was his favorite episode. And that was just so <laughs> inspiring that we have listeners that maybe they're not this far yet, right? Because this is, you know, we're in the 30s, mm-hmm. actually 40s, nearly 30, 40s. Yeah. But so inspiring to hear new people coming to the show. Please keep spreading the word. It took me many, many, many times to get that person, that friend of mine, into listening to the podcast, and I'm on the podcast, so mm. it is difficult to get people <laughs> listening to something new. He loves the fact that it's positive. He's going to be able to share it with his uh, his son, and he just really loves it. He he uh, he doesn't know anything about D and D. He's never played it before. But <laughs> I told him you might really like this. Hmm. Check it out. That's awesome. So even if it's right. your friends that don't know anything about D and D. They might like it more if they like D&D, but this is still a fantasy adventure with the with the focus on what is that, Jay? Uh, on character building and world building. And storytelling. And lots of good humor and puns. And cool sound effects. And yeah, lots of improv humor. And that's a, gr- that's a great point, Sean, because, you know, if you have friends who you've told about the podcast, but they stubbornly refuse to listen... I think it's like time that they are. Yeah, I think it's time to start <laughs> to start shifting your tactics to other means, like uh, phys- physical violence, for example. <laughs> yeah, try such tactics as moving your troops to the rear and then pressing in from behind. Yes. That's more likely to succeed. The other day, I was in the car with two other friends of mine. They visited me for Pax Unplugged. I put the podcast on in the car, and we went all the way, I think, almost into episode three. All right. <laughs> that's awesome. With captive listeners. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. They, couldn't, they literally couldn't get out of my car without injuring themselves. <laughs> all right. That's a perfect... Okay, so if you're listening right now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to rent a party bus, and I want you to drive around town just picking people up, and then when, you, when that last seat is filled, you lock those doors and blast the speakers. Okay, and when they try to get out, you let yourself out, you lock it from the outside, bar that door, keep do that it, bus driving, do no whatever what. you need to. Yeah, build build a um, like a metal case around the driver's seat. So you just it's like the movie Speed. You don't go under seventy miles an hour until all thirty seven or thirty nine or however many episodes we have out now are done. Okay, thirty nine hours driving straight down the highway, and I want you to keep that going. And by the end, all of those people will love this podcast. I guarantee. It. That is my personal guarantee to you. 
Yeah, they'll also want their freedom. <laughs> that, too, that too, they'll be guaranteed or your money back. <laughs> yes, they'll be so happy that they uh, you actually let them out that they'll remember all those good memories. They the David podcast is not reliable or, <laughs> or you know, like one of yeah. those blurbs. Yeah, this is a disclaimer. You should not listen yeah. to anything that we've said for the last six and a half minutes. Another great option is to take uh, public uh, transport, like perhaps the metro, and just start playing it, but then unplug your headphones and just <laughs> yeah. let it play out loud the entire time. Pretend it's an accident. Yeah, exactly. Keep your headphones, Perfect. your earbuds in so you can act like you didn't know that it's unplugged, right? And you just yes. blast the volume real loud. And then like one of the old people on the bus is going to like walk over, well, hello there, young person. I think that uh, your device is, uh, I forgot where I am. <laughs> Shut up, old man. No, I think everyone will be too too polite to uh, say anything. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so all those things are good. Uh, if you th- can think of any other creative ideas let us know about them so that we can tell other people to do them obviously you can tweet at us uh you can email us uh, using the contact form on our website um you can facebook where might they tweet us what's our at? Uh, our at is at damage guild that's it just at damage guild yeah it's that easy uh what else is going on with this show guys what what do we have going on very 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 soon like within a matter of hours of the release of this episode what's happening thank you take this one it's kind of his baby I'm not sure it's really mine, but... He's just being modest. <laughs> tomorrow... Yeah, ignore him, but listen to him. On New Year's Day, we will be broadcasting live another episode... <laughs> okay, actually, that's Jay's baby, my bad. I was thinking, of, wrong child. No, no. I picked up the wrong baby. This is a tradition that we in our gaming group with our friends who we live stream with have been doing for the last many, many years, uh, uninterrupted except for maybe once, but we always tend to uh, stream on or play on New Year's Day. So this is our Champions of the Multiverse campaign. Uh, my part of the adventure, DMing, has ended, and so our friend Sam is going to be taking the reins tomorrow. And it's going to be great. And he's got a very interesting uh, theme going on for his mini adventure arc. And so you'll want to tune in. You'll want to check that out. If for some reason you have not uh, seen the, uh, the campaign up till now, there are three episodes out on our YouTube channel which you can find by going to our website, thedamagekill.com, clicking on the YouTube link at the top of the page and watching those. Um, they're approximately like eight or nine hours worth of content. So you're going to have to do, you're going to want to do that like right now. Cause just, just, so you, just so you have time yeah, to nice catch bet, up yeah. before the stream tomorrow. Maybe they just listen to the episode before this one yes. or the first episode. So they get the idea. Right. Well, but another good thing is if you haven't listened to it, it's not that big a deal because we're starting a brand new adventure. That is true. Same characters, but yes, but different uh, mini, yes, different adventure arcs. So true. You can join on now if you have not uh, been with us so far. So, and chances are we'll do sort of like a mini recap uh, at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. anyway. Yes. Yeah, we, we probably will do that. Um, so, so we're going to be on Twitch and our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash damage guild as are most of our things. So, so Sean, um, I I don't know internets, so what it, what is Twitch and what is live streaming and why is it cool and important? So Twitch is kind of the forerunner of the live streaming movement. Uh, you'll see there are many other companies trying to replicate their success. You look at Facebook Live as an example, perhaps. Uh, Justin TV, for example, existed before Twitch. But 
Basically, it's live interaction. I'm curious to see how well Jay does it because you're not going to be DMing mm. this time. I'm curious how your interaction with the chat will be whilst juggling playing your character. Oh, I'm yeah. excited to see how we incorporate that. I'd love for us eventually to incorporate that better than any other D&D group or maybe better than the average D&D group that's on there. In fact, we were one of the top five on the day that we did it. We were... Uh, actually up there with, there was like a charity D&D stream that we ended up hosting after because we had enough people to merit doing a host. Mm -hmm. So uh, thanks to everybody that tuned in to make that possible. But we had about 40 or so people there, which is impressive considering we never got above like four. So very excited. Hope that we have another good turnout. So seriously, it means a lot to us if you guys come. We do look at that number, not religiously. We don't try to dwell on that number. But it is nice to know that our content is reaching folks, and, and Twitch is one of the platforms uh, that we are doing it because it gives us that opportunity to live interact with you guys. You guys get to see our faces, which is different than podcasting as a medium. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to ask questions in a more live and quick response fashion, there's nothing better than live streaming, and that's why it's so big right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, awesome. Uh, we hope you can join us tomorrow. If not... We will post the episode on our YouTube channel so you can check it out later. Uh, was there anything else, guys, before we before we go? I think that's all. All right. Well, uh, a, a wonderful, happy, festive new year to you all. Uh, thank you for listening. We love each and every one of you. And uh, please enjoy the rest of this episode. And we'll see you next Monday. Bye, guys. Toodles. Happy new year. Goodbye. <laughs> the classic thing, all right. classic thing. All right, Get out of here, you uh. scum. <laughs> You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. We don't laugh, though, right, Shaba? Oh, uh, no. We're, we're supportive friends. Yeah, we don't laugh. Stripey laughed, though. I, I heard a snicker. Yeah, Stripey definitely laughed, <laughs> but I think this is the most unfunny thing I've seen in a long time. You hear the sounds of, of retching from the sides of the stage? So I run up on stage and follow him out into the back. Yeah, I'll go too. Well, there's not really a out the back, unless you're talking the back door that leads outside. Yeah, backstage, wherever he is. Uh, out of the... But did he leave the bar? Yeah, wherever I wherever I went. Where did you go, Aslo? Where did Aslo go? Into the back alley, I think. Probably out back, yeah. Yeah, you follow him out there. <sighs> I'm like hunched over, uh, leaning against the wall with one hand and the other hand on my stomach. All right, all right, it's okay. It's okay, I put a hand on his back. I'll make a comfort roll. Yeah, everything's going to be fine, Aslo. What's your comfort skill? I rolled a six in comfort. <laughs> I put my hand on Aslo's shoulder, and I say, that couldn't have gone any worse. <laughs> I know. Oh. What Tokus means to say... Aslo, is that both of us know how talented you are. We've both heard you sing and play. You're amazing. You just need to continue to face your fear, and eventually you will get over it. Just th when, 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 this, when something like this happens, it makes us stronger. It's something that we go through. We all need to, f to face these things. We all need to have these defeats in our lives, but it's something that will eventually make you stronger. What about replication? We need to replicate the events that led to the last time that Aslo heroically played music. That was a long time ago, Aslo, if you recall. <laughs> the last time that Aslo, you used your music in a combat scenario, I think we were in... Was it Pilshire? Pilshire. We were in Pilshire, and it was life or death. If you didn't play those bagpipes, 
I was going to get eaten. Mm-hmm. So we need to, like, recreate that scenario. So I need to run into a zombie-infested city, and you have to save me with your bagpipes <laughs> all over again. You'll remember how to do what you used to do. I know, but nobody was watching me then. I couldn't tell if people cared whether I was good or not. Uh, I totally was watching you. And all of the zombies are watching you. That's what we need. We don't need living people to listen to your music. You, you need to take baby steps. We need to play for the undead. Woodland mm, creatures. Right. Shaba, could you gather up all your woodland friends? Yes, we can play for them? I whistle. Maybe if we got a, a congregation of undead together and they listened to me, then maybe they'd become the Grateful Dead. Undead and... <laughs> you start with them and work your way up. The Grateful Dead will become the, the best Grateful joke living. of the evening. That's off to you. That was great. Yeah, that's you should have done comedy instead. <laughs> I think uh, I think Aslo just says, "Here, take Lola. I don't deserve her anymore." And I hold up my loot with my other hand. That I'm is, the, I, I do take. Wait, it from I do you. take. I take Lola. I take, I take it from Lola. you, and Tokus takes it from me. I will put Lola into my inventory. Oh, not to hit me with it. Nope, nope. It's in my inventory now. Why do you want it, Chava? <laughs> I was going to use that as a an object lesson. Yeah, but he gave it to me. <laughs> no, he held it out, and we both took it. All right, fine. But I want it back. Right. I want it back because I have plans for Lola. <laughs> I told you I'd give it back to you. So you're just arguing over his loot in the back of the house. So we're just like taught, like, oh, I want it. No, I want it. No, I want it. And then we like it snaps in two. <laughs> <laughs> we like drop uh, it accidentally. No. This is real bad. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. So I take it and I give it a few strums and I say, Aslo, you don't need to think about when you saved our lives, although that was very heroic and brave of you, and we very much appreciate it. I know Tokus does. What you need to think about is how much you used to love performing before all this happened to you. And how much I can't do it anymore. <laughs> no, that is not true. If you're telling yourself that, it's a lie. As was an ugly crier, too. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that, that is a lie that you have allowed yourself to believe. And when you stop believing that lie, that is the day you'll get your groove back. Until then, we are, we are indeed confiscating this loot, and I give it to Tokus to add to his inventory. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but just, just a side note, if you need to play anything to heal us, you can still do that. Still cool. For like, if we're about to die... Does he, he has his bagpipes of healing. Yeah, we're fine. Right. Plus, now I can use my weapons as my magical attunement item if I need to. Oh, okay. So you can use knife throwing to heal people. Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> You've come full circle. Shop, I need to borrow some money from Stripey. Uh, that would be... He, he's going to charge you a ton of interest. Here, just take some gold from me. What, what happened to all your gold? I thought we had the same amount of gold, like, a few days ago. So, remember the application fee for the guild the alchemist guild oh yeah i paid that in full could i borrow like five gold pieces i swear it'll be worth it i have an idea okay so you want me to give you money and you're not going to tell me what it's for <laughs> i'll let you know what it's for after i'm done using it <laughs> like i said you want me to give you money and you're not going to tell me what it's for <laughs> do you trust me or not Shop? okay not so i get out like the medallion being... i get out the medallion and i wipe <laughs> off the ink that i use to scratch out your face and I put it Shaba side up. Okay, so that means that you like me, but it doesn't mean that I trust you any more than... <laughs> All right, you know what? Fine. Let's leave Aslo sulking in the alley. Come with me. I'll show you what the money's for. But I whisper that instead of saying it out loud. 
Okay, Aslo, Stripey is going to stay here with you to give you comfort. Feel free to look at him and think about snuggling him, but don't actually do it because, you know, he doesn't like that. Does Stripey put a paw on my shoulder? No, he doesn't touch you. He just stands there growling at you. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) We'll be right back. Stripey is considerably larger than you are used to him being. Probably larger than me at this point. He's like a big teddy bear who would latch onto your throat if given the chance. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tokus, take me to it. What what is this all about? All right, so what's the equivalent of this town's Home Depot? (laughs) Maybe there's a lumber yard or something? Or we could just go chop down a tree? No, no, no. I mean, like, I want, like, stuff for, like, utilities or your discarded gears and old switches. I need some parts, Thane. I need parts. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't get much of that in a small town like this. Nothing? Not even, like, a little handy shop or a blacksmith? I mean, you could get a blacksmith, but they wouldn't have lots of little intricate parts. Oh, I know what we could do. We could sneak around to all the different, like, carts and steal all the springs and metal parts off of them (laughs) so that tomorrow morning when they set off, they just fall apart. (laughs) All right, so there's nothing parts-wise around here. Not really. Okay, well, I didn't want to have to do this because I just named her, but... So I'm going to deconstruct Polly. Oh, no. Polly. Wow. And I want to use those parts to augment Lola. I don't really know what I'm doing to Lola just yet, but I'm going to do something to Lola with the parts from Polly. And Shaba's going to watch. Oh, if you add weight to the headstock, you can increase the sustain of the instrument. Hmm. <laughs> I was actually thinking of adding a really cool feature to Lola originally, but now that I found out that there's no parts store, maybe it's not possible. But I wanted to add, of like a miniature music box inside, like what is that called? The resonant hole or head? So you're making like a player lute instead of a player piano? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be able to accompany Aslo, so he has someone to play with. Because let's be honest, neither me nor Shaba are musically inclined. No. But if Lola could play with Aslo, and Aslo could play Lola, then they play each other. And they could play together as a team. <laughs> so we'll make Mecha Lola version 1.0. <laughs> so I take an hour and I deconstruct Polly and I turn her into Lola, Mecha Lola version 1.0. Robo, Robo Lola? Robola. Robola. The Robola 3000. Robola 5000. Yeah. If you add a bigger number, Chaba, it's going to be better. <laughs> it means it's it better. better. Yep. Yeah. So like, it's like 80s rock inspired, even though I don't know what that is. We'll have to have a, a listener like draw Lola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it, it looks like an electric mecha lute. Right. So we spend an hour doing that and we come back. Like a steampunkish shredding metal guitar? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, it's got, like, pistons, but it doesn't need them. Yeah, exactly. Just a bunch of just excessive <laughs> yeah. accoutrement. With, like, vents on the side spitting out smoke. But it does have, like, a little itty-bitty, like, musical apparatus on the inside, and you can flip, like, a little... Like, you push, like, yes. a button and it plays. Yeah. And some parts that still look like bird wings. Sure. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's like, the, the rock. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, bat wings on the side. And a built-in fog machine that comes out the sound hole. But it has a little hatch on the back and some screws so you can get into it and you can swap out the the thing that goes inside the music box that the little uh, flanges tap the on. The song, Tokus. It's the song. Yeah. I was trying to explain what it is, but you know what it is, Shabba. <laughs> yeah, so you can, like, swap out the little Right. It's a different core. song. Yeah. 
Exactly. So I, and I put in a song that I think is going to be perfect, <laughs> but I don't tell Shaba what it is. But I, that's what I install okay. into a Mechalola. All right. Five thousand. Okay. We 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 come back five hours later. <laughs> <laughs> and who knew it would take this long? I I was pretty sure it would. So it's like three in the morning. I've fallen asleep in the alley. <laughs> in your own vomit. <laughs> Isn't it like eight hours to construct one of your tools? Um, no, you can spend one hour and ten gold pieces worth of materials. Proficiency with artist's tools, while using them, you can spend one hour and ten gold pieces worth of materials to construct a clockwork device. Okay. So, yeah, you come back an hour, or a little over an hour later, because you had to disassemble it first. You can also use an action to dismantle the item as well. It only takes one action to dismantle. Wow. I can, I can, I, it takes me forever to build something, but I can take it apart like that. Just pull out the pin that holds it all together. Yeah. And just <laughs> falls <in the> pile. <laughs> so we come back in the alley and Asla's sleeping and Stripey's just standing on him. <laughs> Keep him watch. Yep. How's he holding up, Stripey? I address Stripey. Stripey, how's he holding up? Uh, a Stripey says something to me and I'm like, hmm. He says uh, he passed out and hit his head a few minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> he passed out from sadness, apparently. That's what Stripey said. Uh-oh. Definitely, Stripey did not attack him in any way. He's according to him. Maybe we should have spent that time making a happiness potion. <laughs> yeah, could, that could true. be that could An- be helpful. Anti-depression alchemy remedy. <laughs> Antidepressant. Now, he just needs a little bit of. Mo- he just needs his mojo, and I think Mechalola is going to help with that. Yeah. By the way, the reason that you were with me wasn't for the five gold pieces. You, you, Shaba, this, this Lola was Shaba inspired a little bit. Oh, really? Like the, like the bat wings? Yeah, the, or the, the parrot wings? Yeah, why not? Why else? Were you just standing there watching me for five hours? Surely you were <laughs> like, dude, you should put that thing there. It would be, look, it looks sweet. Oh, definitely I was. But I mean, you're the one whose ears are like the wings of a bat. So that was probably <laughs> you inspired. That's true. Yeah. Mm. I mean, mine, maybe there's a little, uh, like, ivory inscription or, like, one of the fretboards has got the Towers of Arconomica on it, <laughs> you know, because they're, like, my teeth. Even though you have no idea what those look like besides Shaba's teeth. Yeah. You just, like, carved your face into Mechalola on the, on the side <laughs> right. so he can, like, look at it while he looks down. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. It's, she's perfect. Actually, I probably would have needed your help on this. I'm not a good woodsman. Mm. Woodworking. It's true. I can woodwork. Yeah. So I did all the mechanical aspects of Lola, but you did all like the woodwork because I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, I did. I carved it up nice. Yeah. You, you whittled me this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can be the episode name. We already used that as a title, didn't we? Episode title? Whittle me this? Uh, oh, no. We did not use... We, did not we didn't that. use that? That was so good. It was, oh, there's it was. A t- trust me. There's a lot of good episode titles that I have not been able to use because <laughs> they're not like relevant to anything that we're doing. Yeah, but we just you just whittled something, so this episode could be called Whittle Me This. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'd rather than slap Aslo awake, which is what we usually do to wake each other up, I kneel down and scoop him up into my arms and we bring him inside and take him upstairs. We'll get a, we'll get some rooms or a room at the end. We should put a bow on it and like wrap it up like a present. Yeah, maybe we maybe we hold off on giving it to him since we did say that we were going to keep it until he was until he was ready. Maybe we let him come around and be ready and then he sees how awesome it is and it'll make him even more ready when that happens. I, I don't know if Tokus has the patience for <laughs> waiting for the right moment. So here's what I'm going to do. I hand Mechalola 5000 to Shaba. Okay. Like this. Like I hold it over my head. Right. And I say, 
you will know when the time is right to give this to Aslo, and I, I won't. So I'm way too excited to give this to him, so you better give it to him. All right. This is definitely the most interestingly named item I've ever put into my inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Megalola 5000. <laughs> Other possessions. So you all go to bed for the night. I think Aslo wakes up in the morning and he's like, Oh, guys, what happened last night? Um, you had a panic, a mild panic attack, I think it's safe to say. You choked. Oh. Hard. Yeah, I tried to get you to, to perform, and you really tried. You really, really tried hard, but it didn't work out. Oh, man. That sounds terrible. It's okay. It's okay, man. Live and learn. Not, it, you know, these these people, we're probably never going to see them again until the next time we pass through this town. There's tons <laughs> more towns that we haven't even gone to yet so you'll 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 find your groove you'll get you'll get it back <sighs> but we can't undo here hearing that though neither can the guards or our dwarven friend that's okay yeah it's okay they'll give him another chance stripey's also never gonna let you live that stripey down. will definitely like give you crap about that for forever <laughs> for the rest of yeah but don't mind him well i can't remember it happening so um so I feel okay about that. So you blacked out. I guess so. Apparently, must have oh, some real trauma. How are you going to get over this if you black out every time you try to face it? That was pretty amazing that you fa- tried to face it at least. You should have rolled better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he yeah he'll have to roll better and also just learn to not black out. You know, it's like yeah. we were talking about last night that the conversation that you don't remember as though baby steps. You know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next time we're in the woods, in the wilderness, I'll round up some squirrels, and you can play for them. And then, also, don't worry about the fact that your loot's missing. Yeah, and then if that Wait, goes what? well... No, what happened nothing. to Lola? No, uh, she's, she's fine. Everything's okay. But, where, but where is she? You, you, will get, you will need her back when you need her, right? So you don't need her right now, because you're not going to use her. You're not playing anything for anybody. But when, the, when you do need to play something... You'll find her. She'll she'll come to you. Yeah, I mean, if we don't even have corporate funds to replace my armor, we certainly don't have the money to replace your silly loot. Yeah. Wait, you guys broke Lola? No, what happened? Why do no. we have to replace her? Well, we did have a tussle where it was like, I wanted it, then Shaba wanted it. Oh, no. It's broken. <laughs> that was my only good instrument. Lola is the, she's the, the Jedi lightsaber of loots. You just wish real hard and put it, hold out your hand and close your eyes and she'll <laughs> come back to you. Wait. Did you weapon bond to Lola? <laughs> <laughs> no, Tokus. Obviously, I'm just saying that so that we can, like, give it to I him. told you I couldn't keep this a secret long, Shaba. <laughs> we talked about this. Okay, well, let's just move along, shall we? Let's keep Yeah, going. okay. Maybe he'll forget, like he forgot about last night. <laughs> We're just saying all of this right in front of him. All right, Albert, let's set off on the day's adventure. The day's journey. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. Let's go. <laughs> she was just also in your room. <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> just sitting there staring at us. <laughs> yeah, let's go, guys. Let's do, let's do some adventuring. Okay. Right, so you head downstairs and you find her and the rest of the caravanners you know, packing up and getting ready to set out in the morning. All right, strap in. You set off. And once again, this day passes fairly uneventfully. I think, Aslo, you still have kind of this lingering sickness in your stomach over yesterday. Yeah, I definitely don't feel right, mm. but I'm basically just going off of what they told me. It's like he got a concussion in his heart. And in his stomach. And in his mind. Mm. Mm. 
Because he doesn't have his memories. <laughs> yes. It is almost like he got a literal concussion. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what Stripey wasn't saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be. I guess we'll never know. Since Aslo can't remember and we weren't there. Stripey's not saying anything. Stripey is the holder of this knowledge now. He's the gatekeeper. So as the caravan pulls up to Nefton, you notice a few changes in town. Uh, you can see that there is a newly constructed wooden fence mm. wow. that's surrounding most of the town now. Some workers are still putting up new sections of the fence. It's kind of like a low palisade. So, like, with s- the wooden posts are spiked at the top? Uh, yeah, it's kind of roughly done, but it's a basic palisade. And it's not completely filled in. It looks like it's just meant for keeping large things out, basically. Dude, zombie defense. Like, they're angled, right? So if a zombie walks onto it, they get skewered? No, it's just a vertical piece of wood. Oh, okay. They haven't had time to build the uh, the skewers yet. They were just concentrating on the fence first, most likely. So yeah, you pull into Nafton. The gate is still open for you. All right, we roll in. Uh, it's nice to be where the road splits. I always find it a comforting feeling, just knowing that there's two ways you can go. So true. You know what I could really go for right now, Shaba? <clears throat> a burger at the Nafton Diner. Me too. A banana split ah, at the Nafton yeah. Diner, where the road splits. Followed by a burger. Let's split. I'm with you. Let's do it. Yeah, this whole town has really developed around this uh, slogan we made for them. It really has. They've built a whole wall around the place, man. Their mascot is just a giant banana split. Yeah, they've got the town slogan like on a banner hanging over the gate, the entrance. Man. It's called a <laughs> Nafton where the banana splits on the menu, actually, <laughs> Shaba. That's yeah. wonderful, yeah. So I'll, I'll have one Nafton, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they've got like a giant construction of a... Banana split with eyes and legs yeah. and stuff. And on the like, roof of the building? That like slowly <laughs> rotates. Slowly rotating like, around. <laughs> it's like a yeah. small model of the town. <laughs> and then they just slather it in ice cream and put a banana on top. Oh, yeah. Man. The mascot's name is Nafty. In a bowl. <laughs> Nafty? <laughs> yeah, and by the way, Thane, we know that this isn't actually the case, so we're opening this diner. <laughs> when we right. get the money, we're coming back to Nafton and opening this diner. We could make millions. Yeah, we're going to be rich. We could make millions, and then we could split it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> between us. <laughs> Four ways. Oh, yeah. Stripey, you, me, and Chuck. Heck yeah, man. It all comes full circle. We'll be business split partners. Yeah, man. That's the dream. That's the dream. Once we're retiring from this adventuring gig, we're opening up our own restaurant. That's right. Restaurants are hard, Shaw, but what if we just did a banana split stand? Okay. <laughs> that works, too. Just to get started. Just to see if the market's open. Once you find a source of bananas. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the first step. The money's always in the banana stand, as we know from... Arrested Development. Arrested Development, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, once again, returning to reality. (laughs) I love these segues. They almost, they need to be careful. They almost tempt us to get more off track. I know, right? Because it's so wonderfully awkward the way you bring us back. (laughs) So the workers who are still setting up fences, some of them are looking pretty tired. And you can see signs that there's probably been a bit more military type activity between all the guards they're they look a little more worn out and tired than you're used to seeing them here do we see any evidence of uh like zombie 
cor- corpses or anything like that, like struggles, or I'll go over and stand by the guys who are at work and just kind of lean against a building and be like, wow, that man, sun really is beating down today, ain't it? That looks like hard work, let me tell you. It sure has been. I'm not jealous of you guys. Whew. Uh, I just take a big swig of water from my water skin. Oh, man. That feels good. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure is nice over here in the shade. The mayor's paying well, and we need it. So, Where can we sign up? We'd love to help while we're in town. No, we wouldn't. Does it pay well? There's <laughs> a few silver a day. Oh. Oh, a few silver. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's great. You know, you got to feed your family, so, I mean. Yeah. Sounds like it's working out well for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're asking about signs of the zombies, and yeah. the only thing that you think might be that is you can see smoke streaming up in the distance a ways outside of town, though, but there's a black smoke cloud. They're burning the bodies. Mm. Well, I'm glad that someone's finally taken notice of this threat and is doing something about it. That's a little bit of, uh, that gives me some peace of mind. Well, this is the closest town to where it originated, as far as you know. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like so people just had such a callous uh, attitude about it for so long. I guess it just had to strike close to home before they took some notice. Elbrit looks around, and she seems a little bit disconcerted by all of this. This is why I hired all of you fellows. Hmm. Oh, you ain't never seen a zombie before? Uh, can't say I have. Hmm. And I don't want to. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah, I'd say the chances of that are slim. We are headed into zombie country after today. We are master zombie hunters, too, so have no fear. That's something we forgot to put on our resume uh, when we took the job, but that is the honest truth. Yeah, we, all, we even made friends with one. Yeah, when you told us that you were heading directly into zombie territory, we forgot to mention that we've killed a bunch of zombies before, mm. somehow. A bunch being, like, two? You know, details. <laughs> well, we have escaped far more than that, so we're very good at running from them. <laughs> Which is sort of like killing them. When you think about it. Yes. It's meeting a zombie and not dying, which is almost the same as killing it. What's important, our results were duplicatable. And we have a 100% success rate of running away from zombies. Yes, and we've spared a zombie's life, and not everyone can say that. Mm. Half zombie. I mean, he's pretty much full zombie almost. Let's go with like, (laughs) let's just call him a zombie just to keep things simple. 79% Yeah, he was like mostly a zombie, right? What, Jiggling Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. Squirmy Jeremy, Squirmy uh, Jeremy. Limping Jeremy, yeah. Larry, that guy. <laughs> I may have to take you up on your expertise in fighting them. Although, from what you're saying, it doesn't sound like you actually have much experience in combat with them. <laughs> okay, so putting up the fence pays silvers per day. How much does getting in on the zombie hunt pay? Uh, per zombie head. Let's see. Um, there wasn't currently a bounty on zombies. That was just a notice to tell people, hey, watch out, right? Oh, right. Yeah, we, there's no bounty. Yeah. But what if we were to institute one? <laughs> then and we, would then have to we pay start people? paying people? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm insinuating that the person we're talking to would. Elbert? Oh yeah, we gotta go talk to the town guard. Let's go to the let's go to t- city hall. But we're only gonna be here for a night. 
Yeah, it's probably not our, worth our while right now. A night well spent slaying zombies instead of drinking our <laughs> sorrows away. Instead of resting our weary, weary feet right. from miles of travel on a dusty road. Yeah, but we didn't get to drink last night, remember? We were watching Aslo vomit and doing secret things. Oh yeah, and we left in shame. Mm. I am starting to remember that now, now that you, now that you no, mention it. No, I don't think you do. Yeah, Aslo. I remember I'm being really... in an alley and Stripey sitting on me. And yeah, no, that, that didn't. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. I don't think that really is coming back to you. Um, let's do something. Let's change the subject, shall we? Okay. <laughs> what do we change it to? Uh, man, Aslo is unusually pli- pliable today. I think maybe something did happen to him. Hey, Aslo, do you want to go get some food? Really, really plain food? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can have the plain part. I'll have the spices. Wherever we eat food has to have plain options. <laughs> yeah, let's get some real spicy food and I'll lick all the spices off. <laughs> <laughs> that, that it's sort of, that's become our usual routine. It's like soup, but how do you get the spice out of the soup, Shaba? And you just like drink my soup that I paid for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the only way I know of. Oh, it's really plain now. It's an empty bowl full of nutrition. So aside from opening our own banana stand, there's not really a whole lot we need to do in Nafton. So we just spend the night and uh, move on in the morning. Now you're heading into locations you haven't been before. So for the first time, all of you have set out east on the Sapphire Road from Nafton Mm. and head towards Millersfield. Did you guys know that the road... Uh, split in this direction? Uh, no. I wasn't aware. Are you trying to make small talk with the guards, Shaba? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, know, yes. you guys Split's know it splits, splits like this? It's, I had no idea. Weird, but... Right in this town. Right here. In Nafton. <laughs> the road actually goes in two different directions. Mad G. Willikers. Imagine that, yeah. huh? That's something special. It's, it's almost like something that the town should be recognized for and should take pride in. I mean, just saying. Yeah. Anyway, see you guys later. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> we come back like the next mayor is campaigning and he's using our slogan. <laughs> mayor Flanagan, where the road splits for Nafton. Mayor Flanagan, splitting injustice in half. <laughs> Let me split your taxes in half. <laughs> he's doing a, good, a stump speech for the old mayor and he's saying, don't let it hit you where Kavaki splits you. <laughs> on your way out the door. What? <laughs> you never, heard, you've never heard that saying. Don't let it hit you where the good Lord split you. Like where when you don't let no, the door hit, you, no. don't let the door hit you on the way out. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a reference. <laughs> I think I think his whole platform will just be about splitting everything in half. Yeah. Taxes, roads, people, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Is that what we aspire to do, Mayor May? We'll yeah, may we Nafton someday. We're going to May this town. <laughs> it's the last thing we do. All right. We move on. All right. So we go down that road. We, we ease on down that road. 